really get back home into God's hand, you don't have to dodge bullets because the Most High is protecting you. And when you read the word, you'll see that all you have to do is be still and the Most High will fight for you. He is our rock, our redeemer. He fights for you. All you have to do is be still and he will fight for you. You don't have to shoot bullets. You don't have to dodge bullets. You don't have to block bullets. You just have to be still. Put your faith in Yah. Put your fear in him. Pray to him and be still. And I'm telling you, the Most High will fight for you like you've never seen anyone fight for you before and protect you like no one has ever protected you before. He's our rock, our redeemer. What's up, Lightworker? Welcome back to TPR. This is Ryan Wilson, and this is Toxic Part 2. So my last episode, episode 148, was Toxic. The first Toxic episode, this is Toxic Part 2. So if you did not listen to my last episode, listen to that one before you come and listen to this episode, because I'm just going to be building upon the points that I covered in my last episode, episode 148, Toxic. So the agendas that I spoke about in my last episode, you know, my last episode was over an hour and 15 minutes long, longer type episode, speaking about several of these uh, dark side agendas and spiritual agendas. These agendas are just so rampant in our society. That's why I spoke for an hour and 15 minutes in the last episode. And that was really only scratching the surface of these agendas, which is why I need this episode, Toxic Part 2, to explain even further. And then, y'all willing, moving forward on this series, I may just continue with these toxic episodes, just keep building upon these points for however many episodes is in the plan and purpose of the Most High. And I'll just keep it going, Toxic toxic Part 3, and so on and so on. Just speaking about these agendas, because like I covered in the last episode, These agendas are just running rampant. They're really important spiritual agendas, which is why likely two episodes won't even be enough. And I'll just keep building upon those points that I started in my last episode, TPR 148. So as far as in my last episode, quickly, just to continue some points. In the last episode, I spoke about these agendas of transgenderism, inverting our youth. I spoke about how not just Joe Biden, but also the Secretary of Health spoke about transgenders who are six years old, eight years old, 10 years old. So I spoke about their agenda to invert the youth in the last episode and just additional points. So the Secretary of Health was quite literally referencing and saying if a transgender person is six years old, but just think about it like this. These are some points that I could have put in the last episode Think about this, right? You have to be 18 years old to get a tattoo, which is a permanent mark on your body. But the Secretary of Health and Joe Biden, the president, thinks that at six or eight years old, 
you can invert yourself, take the puberty blockers so that you don't go through puberty like we covered and the hormones to make you turn into the opposite gender. That to me sounds like it's just as permanent as a tattoo would be. So you have to be 18 years old to get a tattoo, but our president and the secretary of health thinks it's completely normal for a six or an eight year old or a 10 year old to be able to choose to become transgender, taking puberty blockers, hormones to become the other gender. I mean, we covered it a, a lot heavier in the last episode, but that's why you have to hear my last episode to understand what I'm talking about. But think about it. At six years old, you people are able to choose to invert themselves. But at 18, you is when you can get a tattoo. And just think about it. A six-year-old, like most six-year-olds just learn how to tie their shoes at six years old. Most six-year-olds can't even choose what they eat for lunch or what they eat for dinner at six years old. They can't even choose what they wear to school at six years old. But the secretary of health, the president thinks that six-year-olds are able to choose to take hormone blockers, puberty blockers, and hormones to become the other gender, uh, to become the other gender, which is exactly why this agenda is so dangerous, like we covered heavily in the last episode. Um, so those were just some comparisons. That, that was immediately what I thought of after the episode is just the tattoos, right? You have to be 18 to get a tattoo, which is a permanent mark. Taking the puberty blockers would be permanent and taking hormones of the other gender is pretty permanent, but they think that you could do that at six years old, whereas a tattoo doesn't come until years later at 18, just showing how absurd, how ridiculous, how unbalanced, how unnatural the transgenderism agenda really is. And also in the last episode, I spoke about the toxic feminine and toxic masculine energy. And as far as toxic feminine, another thing that's running rampant is I just said how the toxic feminine energy is when females say, oh, I hate when males do this. I hate when men do this. All men suck. That All of that is the toxic feminine energy. But in our society, it's just all we hear about is toxic masculinity. Oh, that person's a homophobe. Oh, that person's a transphobe. That's toxic masculinity. But in all reality, it's toxic feminine running rampant. And another thing that goes along with toxic masculinity is this mansplaining, right? Every, that's what they say is, oh, that person's mansplaining. They're mansplaining, mansplaining. What, what does that mean? It's, it, it just doesn't even make any sense. If a man speaks, if a man says something, it's mansplaining. Um, it, it just that these are just silly terms that are just made up to say, oh, that's toxic masculinity. Oh, that's mansplaining. But in all reality, no one wants to address the fact of the toxic feminine energy. You know what I'm saying? When if a male hates all women, it's known as being misogynistic. But all you hear about is women saying, oh, I hate all men. Men suck. Men do this. Men do that. Men do mansplaining. Men are toxic. What is that called? You know what I'm saying? So it's just very unbalanced. The toxic feminine energy is running rampant, like we covered in the last episode, to invert the genders, to invert the genders, making males more feminine and females more masculine. And many of the females are embracing and harnessing toxic feminine energy, but they're just uh, labeling everything as toxic masculinity, saying things are mansplaining, all things like that. And to go along with that, the scripture that I covered in TPR 71, Spiritual Coverings, is 1 Corinthians 11.3. But I would have you know that the head of every man is Mashiach, 
and the head of the woman is the man, and the head of Mashiach is Elohim. So Elohim means God, Mashiach is the Hebrew word for Christ, it means Messiah. So one more time, 1 Corinthians 11.3, but I would have you know that the head of every man is Mashiach, and the head of the woman is the man, and the head of Mashiach is Elohim. So as I covered in TPR 71, spiritual coverings, that's the order of how it goes. It's a woman, and then her spiritual covering is her husband, and then her husband's spiritual covering is Mashiach, Yahusha HaMashiach, salvation in the Messiah, and then Yahusha's head is Elohim, Yah, Yahuwah. So that's the format of how the spiritual coverings go. So again, many women who are embracing toxic feminine, they don't want to hear this. They don't want to hear that her husband is her spiritual covering because the way that our society is going is with this toxic feminine energy, females are like, oh, I have my own money. I don't ever need a man. I don't need that. I don't need this. But later on in life, the woman needs the spiritual covering of her husband. And then her husband's spiritual covering is Yahusha HaMashiach and his covering, his head is Yahuwah. So it's all, it's not to be misogynistic. The institution of marriage is something holy and sacred given to us by the most high God. And that's just how he sets it up so that it's woman, her husband, Yahusha, Yahuwah. It's not to be misogynistic. It's not to be unbalanced or anything unfair towards the female. It's just Yah knows that the woman is going to need her spiritual covering of her husband later on in life so that Satan cannot attack her so that she doesn't incur judgment from the most high so that she has a spiritual covering. And the way I, the reason I always say a spiritual covering is because the toxic feminine energy, they're like, Oh, I have my own money. That's not spiritual. That's surface. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Women can get along just fine in the surface world, being independent, being strong on their own. And just to be clear, men of righteousness like myself, when we are seeking out a woman to be our wife, we don't want someone that's, we don't want a woman that's just weak and we want a woman that's strong on her own and a woman of faith, a woman of righteousness. But that does not mean, you know what I'm saying? It's just really unbalanced that our world, it's like all or nothing. The females think that they have to be just strong on their own and they can't ever rely on a man. You could be strong on your own. You could be righteous on your own and still have a spiritual covering of your husband from the most high. So the most high creates the spiritual coverings because yes, a female can get along just fine in the physical world, being independent, being strong on her own, but she needs that spiritual covering so that Satan cannot attack her so that she doesn't incur judgment from the most high. And then she has a spiritual covering throughout her life through her marriage to her husband. So it's a righteous man and a righteous woman in a spiritual marriage of righteousness from the most high. And that's just how the most high sets it up. So it's wife, husband, Yahusha, Yahuwah. That's just the order. That's just how it goes. It's not to be misogynistic. It's not to be unfair to women. It's not to put women down. Yah knows what each of us need. And that's the way that the spiritual coverings go. So I read that scripture because this is just how you can see that our genders in our society have just become so inverted because women are not looking for a man of righteousness to be a husband of righteousness to be her spiritual covering. They're looking for all the wrong things. And that's why women cannot 
find what they're looking for. Same thing with men. The genders cannot really get along in our society like I covered in the last episode. And the reason for it is because the men have been inverted to act like females. They're not men of righteousness. And the females are not searching for men of righteousness. So that's why we can't get along. So the men need to man up and be men of righteousness, men of the most high, serving the most high. And the women need to be women of righteousness, serving the most high. And that's how we will be able to come together as men of righteousness, women of righteousness, and create marriages of righteousness, holy marriages that have been given to us and ordained to us through the most high God, Yah. And so just quickly to go back to the mansplaining, just like I said, males have been inverted attack like females, like I covered in the last episode, all men really care about is just pro sports and things that don't matter at all, things that are actually really feminine. Watching pro sports is feminine because you're just watching other grown men. The games are being commented by other grown men who are critiquing grown men. You're putting on jerseys of another man's name on your back. All of that is feminine. It's not masculine. So the men have been inverted to act like females, but it's being hidden in disguise behind, oh, pro sports. That's not masculine at all. That's not what a man of righteousness is about. Real men don't watch pro sports. Real men don't put on jerseys of other men's names and put them on their back. So usually when mansplaining comes about, it's in the context of like, oh, explaining sports or just explaining all this false surface level masculinity, which is really feminine. So, and the women are so quick to explain everything as mansplaining because they don't want, think about it like this. What I just read is that the, the, a wife's husband is her spiritual covering. So it's not saying, oh, the wife is completely inferior. It's just, that's how it's been set up. So a woman should want to learn from a man of righteousness. So a woman of righteousness should want to learn from a man of righteousness and learn about the right things, not, oh, not learning about pro sports, not learning about all the surface stuff, but learning about scripture, learning about how to praise the most high, how to pray to the most high, how to serve the most high. A woman of righteousness should want to learn that stuff from her husband of righteousness. That's how I'm saying the, the genders have become so inverted because most females get offended and they say, oh, it's mansplaining if, if a man tries to help them out. And a lot of the times, like, yeah, sure, there's some times where men who have been feminized, they are just being rude and not right to the female. But a lot of times the man is just trying to help out a person, whether it's a female or not, just trying to help them out by explaining something or describing something or trying to help them learn. But the females have been embracing the toxic feminine so much that they just get defensive and they're like, oh, that's mansplaining. That's toxic. That's toxic masculinity. Men are just trying to help out. But as far as righteous men and righteous women, a righteous woman should want to learn from her righteous husband. So that's why people in our society become so inverted because women don't want any help. They're like, oh, I can do it all on my own. I can have my own money. I never need a man to explain anything. I never need anything. But the Most High has given male and female significant differences and significant qualities like a, a female gives birth and brings man into this world. So women do things that men cannot do and cannot ever do. But men also know things and can do things that the women is not that the woman is not supposed to do. So that's why it's just a balance. We can't be so hard and rigid and so 
toxic, toxic males and females because we're not getting along. We can't be so rigid. We can't be so uh, stubborn. We have to want to be able to learn from each other and get along with each other and realize what can a man do for a woman that she can't really do for herself or it's easier for the man to do for the woman. And same thing, what can a, a woman do for a man that it's just easier for her to do or in the instance of giving birth, she can only do that. So we have to see what we can and can't do and work together. That's exactly why the Most High created the holy marriages and institution of marriage. It's so that we can get along with each other. It's so that we can help each other out so that a woman can have her spiritual covering. And then the man has a spiritual covering as well. So that's just kind of to explain from scripture and just show how inverted we have all become. Like I said, males and females don't get along with each other, but we need to be working together. The Most High created us so that we can get along. We can work together. We can be in marriages of righteousness together, learn from each other, help each other. And that's how the Most High intended us to be, male and female. It's not so that we could hate each other. It's not so we could say, oh, that's mansplaining. Oh, that's toxic feminine. No, we don't want to do any of that. We don't want to be toxic anymore. We want to be righteous, serving the Most High God, male and female. And so now to move on to something that I covered back in TPR 61. So pretty much in my last episode, I was explaining a lot of things from kind of uh, from the singles aspect of why male and female can't get along, but still in the same context of, of why we're not coming together in marriages of righteousness. But the majority of the points in the last episode were for single people, in a sense, in our generation. Now I want to speak about some abominations that are happening, even from people who are getting married, but they're not in marriages of righteousness. They're not giving the glory to the most high God, because just because you're married to someone doesn't mean it's a marriage of righteousness. You know what I'm saying? The Jezebel spirit, as far as scripture is concerned, like I covered in the last episode, the Jezebel spirit is inverting what I just read in 1 Corinthians 11.3. It's, but I would have you know that the head of every man is Mashiach and the head of the woman is the man and the head of Mashiach is Elohim. So that in scripture, the way that the Most High intends for it is so that it's wife, husband, Yahusha, Yahuwah. But as far as this demonic Jezebel spirit that is running rampant, that has been inverted. So now the woman has become a head of her husband. She's now the head of the household when it should be the man is the head of the household. So just because you see people getting married in our society, they are still doing things that are abominations. You see how women have now become the head of the household instead of it being the husband is the head of her his wife. So now I'm going to reiterate what I covered in TPR 61 and just explain how from a marriage perspective, how in our society, this has become toxic too, because people are not in marriages of righteousness with, with a going wife, husband, Yahusha, Yahuwah, but now it's become inverted. So pretty much in TPR 61, I was covering gender reveals, bachelorette, parties, bachelor parties, and just the weddings in general. So really when you're with the person that has been set apart for you by the most high, you don't need to make an idol out of the wedding. You don't need to make an idol out of bachelorette parties, out of gender reveals. All of this stuff is are things that the most high has blessed us with. If you're having a child, you shouldn't be doing a gender reveal. You should be giving the glory to the most high because he blessed you with a child that not everyone gets blessed with in this life. 
There's many people who want to be mothers. There's many people who want to be fathers that never get the opportunity because anyone that has a child, it's a blessing directly from the most high God. So people are making idols out of their children by doing gender reveals and not giving the glory to the most high instead. Same exact thing with just the weddings in general. People are having big elaborate weddings, but never giving the glory to the most high God. Again, marriage is an institution of the most high. It's something that he's giving us. He's instructing us. So people are making idols out of themselves, making idols out of weddings by having huge, big weddings, but never even giving the glory to the most high. Same thing with the bachelor parties and the bachelorette parties. People think that they need to be worshipped, that they need to make an idol out of themselves just because they're getting married, but they're not giving any glory to the most high. So that's just what you're seeing nowadays is everyone is having a bachelorette party. Everyone is having a bachelor party. Everyone is having a baby shower. But again, you're never seeing people giving the glory for their child, to the, giving the glory to the most high. You see, like I said, literally people have baby showers. They have bachelorette parties. They have all these parties, all these things that are really just abominations, making idols out of themselves. And when you're in a marriage of righteousness, you don't do any of that. You don't have a big wedding. You don't have a bachelorette party. You don't have a bachelor party. You don't do gender reveals. You worship the most high and give the glory to him instead. And so pretty much the biggest and easiest way to take an L when it comes to all this is just doing what I just described, having a big elaborate wedding and not giving the glory to the most high, having a bachelor or a bachelorette party instead of giving the glory to the most high, doing a gender reveal. And on top of that, the easiest way to take an L is to do this, these abominations on the most high God's Sabbath day. So the Sabbath is Friday evening to Saturday evening and every single week. And if you look on social media, every single Saturday without fail, Every Saturday on the Most High Shabbat, you're seeing bachelorette parties, you're seeing gender reveals, you're seeing baby showers, you're seeing people getting married. So many people are uh, trampling the Most High Sabbath, not giving the glory to the Most High for things that he's blessing them with, a child, a wedding, and they're doing it on the Most High Sabbath day. And I say the easiest way to take an L with all this was because in TPR 61, I was describing a bachelorette party that I'd seen on social media at the time. And they were just doing really perverse things, blowing up, boon, uh, blowing up balloons that said same blank forever. You could fill in the dot of what it was, just perversion, disgustingness, people making idols out of themselves, thinking that they need to be worshipped because they're getting married. And what I came to find out was that specific bachelorette party that I was speaking about in TPR 61 that girl ended up getting cheated on by her, never became her husband, her fiance, and they didn't get married. It fell through. So the biggest way to take an L with any of this is to have a bachelorette party, have a bachelor party, make an idol out of yourself. Because in that case, in TPR 61, that bachelorette party, that girl blew up balloons saying same penis forever. And Lo and behold, she didn't even end up marrying that person. It fell through. She got embarrassed by him cheating on her. And now she's single again. So she was wrong that that wasn't her same penis forever because now she's looking for a new husband. So, and I say just about the Sabbaths, because no matter what day you do that on, if you have a bachelorette party at any point in time, 
you're asking for judgment of the most high. And that's exactly what happened to that girl who had her bachelorette party was doing things that were abominations, blowing up those balloons, like I said. And then lo and behold, the most high didn't even let her get married. He placed judgment on her, embarrassing her, and it fell through. So people want to do gender reveals. People want to do bachelorette parties. People want to have big elaborate weddings, never giving any, never giving any glory to the most high. On top of that, doing it on his holy Sabbath day and then wondering, oh, why did it fall through? Why didn't it work out? Because people aren't giving the most high God any glory, any credit for things that are specifically coming for him. Any person that has a child, it's coming from the most high God. That is it. No exceptions. Yah is the only one that decides who has a child and who doesn't. So every person that has a child should be given glory to the Most High and not making idols out of themselves by doing a gender reveal. In bachelorette parties and bachelor parties, no one should be doing that at all because you're making an idol out of yourself, wanting to be worshipped for getting married when the Most High is allowing you to get married. He's allowing you and your partner to come together. So bachelorette parties and bachelor parties are just abominations idolatry in itself and then same thing with the weddings when you're really with the person that has been set apart by the most high you don't have a big elaborate wedding you don't have to do all that stuff and i'm going to speak more about weddings and just these pagan demonic traditions that have come about about weddings as well so i'll get to that that's really going to be my next points actually so before i get to that just as far as judgment on the sabbaths like I said, that girl who had a bachelorette party, whether it was on the Sabbath or not, she incurred judgment of the Most High. She didn't end up marrying that person. She got embarrassed in the process of it. That was a straight L from the Most High. Now, as far as the Shabbats, just doing anything, all the if you want to see firsthand judgment of the Most High, look on social media, on especially on the Sabbaths, on Saturday, and even the day after, and just all throughout the week. But if you notice people who are doing things on the Sabbath, trampling the Sabbath on Saturday. You will see people taking L's week after week on social media. You'll see someone, oh, got in a car accident. You'll see any and all type of judgment happening to people who are trampling the Most High Sabbath, not ever honoring it. You could just see that very easily on social media. You'll see people taking L's on or around the Most High Sabbath for not honoring his Sabbath and for trampling it. And then just an example for you, I saw two girls that I follow they were skiing over the winter on the Sabbath and two, both girls ended up tearing their ACLs while skiing. So they tore up their knee because it's judgment from the most high. This is what I mean is every single thing that happens to us in our world, it's either a blessing or a judgment from the most high. When someone has a child in our world, that's a blessing from the most high. When someone tears up their knee, that's judgment from the most high. And the reason it's judgment is because these people are never honoring the Most High, living wickedly, not honoring the ways of the Most High, trampling His Sabbath, not resting on the day of rest, not resting on the Holy Sabbath, but rather going and skiing. So the Most High says, okay, you're going to fall, tear up your knee. So you'll see judgments like that, people doing something on a Saturday, doing something on the Sabbath, and then they get punished for it. And people just, they never come out of it. They never learn their lesson. They never say, hmm, maybe I should just go home to the most high. Maybe I should start honoring his ways. Our world, our society has become so toxic, so godless 
I read the scripture in the last episode, which has the title Godlessness in the Last Days, 2 Timothy 3, showing how people are lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. That's exactly how we are. When people tear up their knee, that's supposed to make you take a step back and be like, you know, maybe I should just make, uh, maybe I should just honor the ways of the most high. Maybe I should just give up all these worldly surface things and just honor the most high. But nope, people don't, don't ever question, why did I tear up my knee? Why did I get hurt? You got hurt because it was judgment of the most high, but people never question it. They never ask, why did this happen? So they just go back to living wicked and the judgment just keeps happening and happening and happening and happening. And people never, some people come out of it, but majority of these people just keep going back to getting judged, back to getting judged, back to living wicked, back to trampling the Sabbath over and over and over again. And the most high just punishes, punishes, judges, judges, places judgments on these people and they never take a step back and say, hmm, this is why I'm incurring judgment. When you start honoring the Sabbath, when you start honoring the ways of the most high, when you give up all these worldly surface matrix things, you stop getting judged like that. So the quickest, biggest, easiest way to take an L is to trample the Sabbath. You'll see people taking L's on or around the Sabbath all the time on social media and just in all ways. And especially when people are doing things like the weddings, the bachelorettes, the gender reveals on Saturdays. That's the easiest way to just incur judgment and to take a huge L on the Sabbath because that's the most highs day. If you're trampling the most highs day, all while you're having a wedding or a bachelorette party or a gender reveal, all things marriage and children are coming from the most high. So if you're not giving the glory to the most high for something that he's directly blessing you with, and you're trampling his Sabbath day, what do you expect? That's why people incur judgment. And you can see it very easily on the Shabbats, around the Shabbats, and just all the time, you know? Like I said, if people are having a bachelorette party on a Monday or a Tuesday or a Wednesday, they're still gonna get judgment. But then when I see people doing gender reveals on a Saturday on the Shabbat, I just shake my head because they're not giving glory to the Most High and they're trampling his holy day. It's not a good combination. It's a very bad combination and people pay the price for it. Like I said, the girl that did a bachelorette party, she got humbled real quick, embarrassed real quick, took a huge L, and the Most High said, no, you're not going to marry that person. No, it's not going to be the same, you know what, forever, because you're getting judged for it, and people don't want to come out of it. They don't want to come out of Babylon. They don't want to come out of the Matrix and out of the ways of the Most High, so they'll keep incurring judgment. So now to get to some of these traditions as far as weddings and marriage, like I said, this is marriage of the most high. It's supposed to be a man of righteousness, a woman of righteousness, but people are getting married now for all the wrong reasons, doing wrong traditions. Here's just a quick example, right? Usually the bride and groom wears black and white. And what do I always cover? The Freemasonic symbolism in the Freemason lodges. They have the black and white chessboard floor. It's duality, good and bad. That's why there's the tradition of, ooh, the woman wears white, the man wears black, black and white Masonic duality. So so to give you an example, if the Most High ever ordains a woman for me to marry, I certainly am not going to be wearing white and black. I'm going to wear the same color as my wife. You know what I'm saying? We're not going to be doing... I'm just going to show you how all these traditions, like I said, having a big wedding, making an idol out of your wedding. If I ever have the blessing of a of a wife from the most high. I'm not going to be doing any of that. It's going to be low key. People aren't even going to know that I got married unless I tell them about it. Um, 
There's not going to be a countdown. There's not going to be anything like that. Because like I said, people are getting married for the wrong reasons, counting down for hundreds of days on social media, making an idol out of it. Oh, we just we just picked out the venue. Oh, we just picked out the menu. Oh, we just picked out this. We just picked out that. When, when it's a marriage of righteousness, you're not making an idol out of all that stuff. You're not getting married to show other people what you're doing. You're getting married so that it could be you and your wife or you and your spouse and the Most High. That is it. If I'm ever blessed with a wife from the Most High, I will not be wearing the Masonic black and white because that's just representing duality, Masonic, demonic, black and white, good and bad. So that's something right there. Another thing is with the ring, right? So I spoke about how, so as far as Freemasonry, they're just demonic. They worship Satan. And as far as Satan on the dark side, they view the planet Saturn as Satan, right? And the, that, that's quite literally what it is. Saturn equals Satan. That's how the people on the dark side view it. And this should, the, the reason I'm bringing this up is this just shows how deep and how indoctrinated our society it is. This matrix that we're living in it goes so deep. I covered in, um, I think it was the emojis episode not too long ago. TPR 140 something was emojis. And I was just showing about how all the emojis are pretty demonic. And I said how there's the cap and gown emoji. And I said the cap and gown is the black cube of Saturn. That's what a, a, a cap is, a graduation cap. That emoji of the graduation cap it's the black cube of Saturn and Saturn equals Satan. The indoctrination of our society and of our world goes so deep. It goes down to schools, high school graduations, college graduations. When we graduate, you put on that cap, which is the black cube of Saturn, which equals Satan. And then you do the ritual where you throw the cap up in the air. That's all a ritual because all this darkness is so deep, so ingrained so indoctrinated in our society so they have us trained to wear the black cube of saturn on our heads without us even knowing it when we graduate high school college whatever it is and then doing the ritual where you throw it up in the air and just a side point of story for you when i graduated from college stockton university at my graduation in 2017 when we graduated, they never told us to throw our caps up in the air. So I never did it. In my high school graduation, I did do it. But then in college, when I graduated from there, at the end of the ceremony, it was like anticlimactic. Like we we didn't throw our hats up in the air. They were just like, okay, that's it. And we never did it. That was to me, my belief is that was the most high saving me from doing that ritual. That's why he didn't have us doing it, throwing our caps up after we graduated then. So I found that really interesting. And at the time, I went to a law school the next year after that. After I graduated college, I went to law school for a year. And at the time in 2017, my belief was I was like, oh, well, I'm going to end up graduating from law school. So then I'll, I'll throw my cap up in the air. Then at that graduation, that's why it didn't happen for me for my college one, because I didn't know any better then. And then after my first year of law school, I never went back. So I never graduated law school. So now I finally came to the truth of why I never threw my cap up at the college graduation. It wasn't because I was meant to graduate law school. It was because the most high was saving me up out of that ritual. So that's just a story for you. But this indoctrination, this darkness goes so deep. The graduation caps are the black cube of Saturn, which Saturn equals Satan. And also 
the you-know-whos, the false religion. Think of what they wear on their head. They wear that little circle, which is a black circle on their head. That is the, the ring of Saturn, and Saturn equals Satan. That's why they wear that on their head. Same exact thing with a wedding ring, right? The reason why it's now tradition to give your wife a wedding ring is because it's the ring of Saturn, which is the ring of Satan. So when you read scripture, it doesn't say anything about them getting married and giving a ring to their wife. That's a man-made, pagan, dark side, surface level tradition, right? So I said, when I, if I ever get married, me and my wife will not be wearing the duality black and white. We'll be wearing the same color. I'll speak about that with my wife if the Most High ever blesses me with a wife. Same exact thing with the ring. I would speak to my wife about that and just see, like, I, I think it's extremely possible that I wouldn't even give my wife to be a ring because it's just the ring of Saturn. So that is something I would speak to her about. Um, but these are all just rituals and traditions that are man-made, not to, to, to have a marriage of righteousness. You don't need to have a big wedding. You don't need to be wearing black and white. You don't need to give a ring. It's a marriage of righteousness between man, woman, and the most high. And then same thing, the other tradition is a man getting down on one knee to propose. The only thing I get on my knee for is to praise the most high God. So same thing. I, if I'm ever to get married, I will not be getting down on one knee to ask to be my wife. When you read scripture, you don't read about them getting on one knee to ask their wife to be their wife. That's a man-made, demonic thing. Again, like I said, about inverting genders, making males feminine, females masculine, the Jezebel spirit of the female wants to be worshipped. Whenever I see pictures now of, because again, people do, speaking about making idols of things, people do engagement photos, people have, oh, capture the moment when I get engaged. Like all that is making an idol out of yourself and an idol out of your wedding. So now whenever I see people posting pictures of a guy on his knee asking a wife to be his asking a woman to be his wife to me, that looks like the Jezebel spirit of the woman needs to be worshiped. When you get on your knee, you're worshiping the woman for a moment, asking her to be your wife. And again, most people don't want to hear this, oh, it's tradition, it's tradition. When you read scripture, that's not in there. The only thing I get on my knees for is to pray this to praise the Most High, to pray to the Most High, to glorify the Most High, to give all glory to the Most High. I don't get on my knee for a woman. Men of righteousness don't worship the woman. We worship the Most High. And if the Most High sends us a woman, sends us a wife, we will love our wives respectfully and do it in the correct way. But getting on your knee to worship your wife, that's not the right way. That's a man-made demonic tradition. So just to review, giving a wedding ring is the ring of Saturn. Getting on your knee, that's embracing the Jezebel spirit of the woman needs to be worshipped, but we only worship the Most High. And the bride and groom wearing black and white, that's Masonic duality, representing the black and white chessboard floor from Freemasonry. Duality, good and evil. So all that is just dark side and like I said, people are making idols out of themselves by having photo shoots and capturing the moment when they get engaged and posting pictures of a man on his knees before a woman. I mean, 
None of that is in scripture. None of that is what represents a marriage of righteousness. And if the Most High ever sends me a wife, a righteous wife to have a, a marriage of righteousness, none of that will be happening at all. Like I said, most people won't even know that I got married unless I tell them because it's between me and my wife and the Most High and that is it. It's not about photo shoots. It's not about a big ceremony. It's not about bachelor and bachelorette parties. It's not about any of that. It's not about the ring. It's not about the engagement. It's not about what you're wearing. It's about giving the glory to the Most High for blessing man with a wife and blessing a woman with a husband. That's what it's about. All that other stuff is uh, vanity, false vanity, idolatry, paganism, man-made traditions, all that are abominations. When it's a marriage of righteousness, it's man, woman, and the Most High, a man of righteousness, a woman of righteousness, coming together because of the grace and the blessing of the Most High God. Praise Yah, hallelujah, glory to Yah. And so now just a couple bonus points that don't have really anything to do with toxic and the marriage and stuff like that, but just as far as Masonic things that you might not realize are Masonic and demonic is frats and sororities in college, right? So these follow the exact format of what Freemasonry is really about. Frats and, soror frats and sororities are Masonic and you're taking oaths, you're doing chants, you're doing all things that are really abominations to the Most High going against scripture. So I've said on this series before to do light work, you have to really understand and feel darkness. You have to know what we're up against. You have to feel and understand what the darkness is so that you could do light work. So if someone's listening to this and they were maybe in a frat or in a sorority, you know, that's how you can see darkness firsthand. You can kind of see what Freemasonry, all uh, frats and sororities follow Freemasonry pretty much to a T with the chance the inductions, the taking oaths. So, you know what I'm saying? If a person is hearing this and they were in a frat and sorority, that's how they can kind of see and feel that darkness and know what we're up against and, you know, forsake that stuff, repent for that stuff, come out of that stuff and honor the most high, worship the most high instead. Um, and that's how you'll be able to do some light work by seeing darkness firsthand. Frats and sororities are Masonic, demonic in nature. And now the bonus points for this episode. So two things, right? I just saw that LeBron James changed his number from number 23 to number six. So now I want to show how low key and spiritually on Twitter, they put out 666, the number of the beast without people realizing it. So it was an ESPN tweet and they said six or they said 23 to six. And then they said LeBron James changes his number to number six or whatever. And it was tweeted at 2.58 p.m. So I'll get to the time, but pretty much 23 was his old number. When you take 23, it's two times three equals six. So that's one six right there. Then they say his new number is number six. That's the second six in the tweet. And then the tweet was tweeted at 2.58 p.m. on June 9th. And think about it. June 9th is six, nine, and nine is just the reverse, the law of reversal from the Satanist Alistair Crowley law of reversal nine is just the reverse of number six so he changes his number to six on six nine which is just the reverse of six because number nine is just the law of reversal of number six so in the tweet they say 23 to six two times three equals six that's one six right there then they say he changes his number to six that's two sixes right there 
It was tweeted by ESPN at 2.58 p.m. What's 2 plus 5 plus 8 equals 15, which is 1 plus 5 equals 6. So this is how the dark side spiritually encodes dark side numbers, dark side subliminals, dark side symbolism in all these tweets because they say 23 to number 6, 2 times 3 equals 6. Then they have number 6 in there is just another 6, and it was at 2.58 p.m., 2 plus 5 plus 8 equals 15, which is 1 plus 5 equals 6. So they put three sixes, 666, in that tweet, speaking about LeBron James changing his number to number 6. And really, there was more than just three sixes in there because they said 23 to number 6. That's two right there. The time was 2.58. That's the third six. And like I said, it was on June 9th. And that's six and nine, which nine is just the reverse of number six. So all the sixes in that tweet from ESPN speaking about LeBron changing his number to number six, demonic six. And finally, my final bonus point, same exact concept, right? I saw on June 3rd, right? There was a tweet that said that, so remember this old show from Disney Channel? It was Phineas and Ferb, right? It was an old cartoon from uh, Disney Channel, Phineas and Ferb. It said that when, and that was pretty much about, they were in summer, Phineas and Ferb, doing things on summer days. You know, it's a child show, but this is how the demonic symbolism, Disney is so demonic. Walt Disney is a pedophile. He was a pedophile. He was also a Freemason. In Disney World, there's child trafficking going on right now as we speak. Demonic is, Disney is so demonic. And on the show, Phineas and Ferb, their summer vacation on the intro music was speaking about them being in, in summer and their summer started on June 3rd, right? So a few days ago on June 3rd, they showed the screenshot from the intro showing the calendar. It says June 3rd was the first day of their summer vacation on the intro music of every episode. And what is June 3rd? It's 6-3, like 666, three sixes, 6-3. So literally this demonic symbolism, this programming, like I covered in this episode, the graduation caps, the rings, all of this is so, this matrix that we are in, this surface physical matrix, it's so deep, so interconnected, so demonic. Our indoctrination from the second we were born, we have been bombarded with demonic symbolism, demonic subliminals. And that's why on the Disney Channel kids show, child show, Phineas and Ferb, their summer started on 6-3, which is 3-6-6-6-6. So for years, years ago, when... Any of us were children growing up, watching Disney Channel, watching Phineas and Ferb. Every episode when they showed that calendar showing the first day of summer, it was June 3rd, 63666, subliminally, subconsciously, spiritually hitting us with demonic symbolism. And like I covered in this episode, the indoctrination from graduation caps to rings to bride and grooms to Phineas and Ferb, demonic symbolism everywhere in this matrix. The book of Job tells us that this earth has been given into the hand of the wicked. And you could just see that through how deep this matrix is, how demonic this matrix is, how interconnected everything is in this matrix. All the programming, all the subliminals, all the symbolism, all demonic, getting us indoctrinated. Like I said, from the second we were born, from the time we were children watching Phineas and Ferb, all the way up till when we get married, being bride and grooms wearing white and black Masonic duality, demonic. So symbolism is everywhere. You got to view this world spiritually. You got to view this matrix spiritually to really understand it. And it's all glory to the most high for 
pulling me out of the matrix, pulling us out of the matrix. And once you're pulled out of the matrix, that's how you could see through the matrix and just see it for what it really is. So all praise, honor, and glory to the Most High. Thank you, my beloved, for listening to this episode. Stay strong out here. If you didn't heed my advice and you listened to this episode without listening to my last one, check out TPR 148 Toxic. This is Toxic Part 2. If there's a need for Toxic Part 3 at some point in the future, only if Yah wills, only if Yah allows, only if it's in the plan and purpose of the Most High God, Yah, will I catch you for that episode, Toxic Part 3. But for right now, this is Toxic Part 2. Check out the last episode, Toxic, TPR 148. This is TPR 149. Stay strong out there. Keep the faith. Much love and blessings to you. I appreciate you, Lightworker, for listening, for staying up on these episodes. Y'all bless. Love.